You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects of uh, recent years. We're going to be talking about street dentistry. We'll do a little storytelling here to get to uh, exactly what uh, the street dentist is with that little definition and stuff. So let's go to the world of the mob. You know, mafia, our thing, La Cosa Nostra. Let's say you run a small-scale loan sharking enterprise. Nothing big. You've got a territory of maybe three to four city blocks. Okay, having such a small territory, Welshers, that is those who can't pay back or don't pay back, these guys can really eat into your profit margin. You know, money ain't free, and those who come to you agree to your off-the-book terms. If they Welsh, you, the loaner, have no recourse to eat legal action, right? You can't garnish their wages. There's no extended court wrangling. I mean, that's, that's not at your disposal. So all you have recourse to is to A, chalk it up in the loss column, or B, enforce the debt. I mean, that is to collect and or encourage a non-Welsh payment plan. Now, the common knowledge is that Welshers will be visited by enforcers. Enforcers are those who collect or inspire adherence to terms. These enforcers uh, are commonly known, they're, they're known as leg breakers, at least in the movie world, and we can all imagine where that rep came from. And, you know, plays out numerous gangstery scenes and celluloid histories, and the following will have an enforcer like, no, Tony says you've been ducking them, and the Welsh, no, man, I, I, was, I was just away for a while. I mean, I, I got the money, it's just that it's too late for that now. We've got to break your legs, and then we fade out in a close-up, close shot on a wet fire escape, something like that. And apologies for that poor acting out there, right? Now, it turns out, though, this scenario is wrong both historically and economically, all right? Let's recall that in this scenario, you are the loan shark, whether you've got a small territory. I mean, you have need of all debts to pay, right? Larger territories have more debt, uh, debt risk to spread around, but small potatoes outfits like yours needs a high compliance rate. Those who don't pay should be encouraged. The myth of breaking the legs is an example to future potential Welshers makes sense, but only on the surface. I mean, such cripple, uh, crippled advertisements, which was called billboarding or billboards, you got to love that, are ruinous to your business in two respects. One, the Welsher you wish to encourage to pay now most definitely cannot pay or will be unable to pay until that leg mends and the Welsher can literally get back on their feet. In other words, your strong-arm leg-breaking taxes ensure that your profit stays lost for some time. That is a poor and unwise business on your part, right? Now, you might be thinking, well, Mark, my example, his snap femur, will let others know that what will happen to them if they get out of line with me. Yeah, sure, that may encourage possible customers in the poor risk margin to fear doing business with you at all, and that also eats into uh, future gains. It's too risky for them to come to you, whereas a more reasonable negotiation may not scare away customers at the margin. See, now you, being a smart loan shark with a good head for numbers, you fire your thuggish, no finesse leg breaker and instead poach talent from local boxing clubs. In other words, you're looking for a few street dentists, all right? And this really happened all the time. In the, throughout the 1800s, the early teens, all the way up to the 30s, 40s, and 50s, a lot of fascinating material from this time period, lots of stuff. I mean, it's just not just fun, great stories to sit around, and, you know, you know, poor one and, 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 and tell the historical stories. I'm talking tons of tactics as well. 
Now, street dentists were or are enforcers who were skilled with their hands. They could pop out teeth with well-timed precision and place punches that also save their own uh, uh, save their own hands. Missing teeth is a far wiser business model. Better billboard for you, Mr. and Ms. Loan Shark, as the Welsher can still earn and thusly pay you back, keeping your territory running with the missing teeth acting as that walking, talking, still earning billboard of encouraging reinforcement. Now, street dentists were also skilled at work in the body with debilitating pinpoint blows that incapacitated immediately and put the Welsher down for a couple of days. But getting back to earning was a matter of two to three days of blood in the urine and slow movement, but the money could still be rolling. Now, local boys, club fighters, and in more than a few instances, a few well-known fighters actually moonlighted as enforcers, that is, street dentists, to pad the pocket and or make good to a benefactor. Now, this is a fascinating territory where we have skilled ringmen who know the ins and outs of throwing hands in the sportive context. And what they brought to the black market game of throwing hands in an underground environment is usefully is very useful and pragmatically revealing. I mean, these proficient ring pros alter their street applications and everything from stance to fist striking surface, paring down of footwork, rethinking elbow levels, even down to small knee mechanics and jabs to refine the game and alter it from a mighty effective combat sport to the mighty effective street warfare. I mean, it's just fascinating. I mean, they recognized that boxing inside the ring was and is a particularly useful sport. Now, what they experienced, albeit malicious, uh, these experienced malicious minds did in the laboratory of a mob-sanctioned violence, is mighty instructive to the non-mobbed-up cadre, that is us, the individual interested in the street self-defense, protection, or at least a modicum of curiosity about historical tactics. There's much to be learned here. A good third of our recent book, Boxing Like the Champs, Round 2, was going to delve into this side of things, but there were one, the space considerations, and there were a few ethical quibbles uh, uh, from the publishers that said, yeah, I don't know if I want to delve into this area too much. Instead, we've taken almost, well, we've taken all of our street industry material and we're folding it into uh, uh, the Black Box Project. We've already been doing that for some time. I know in this particular volume that's uh, out right now, there's much ado about throat and neck punching. I mean, it's, it's just not switching it to a target, just the entire idea on how it's gone, gone about. It was well thought out. Anyway, hope you enjoy this stuff, crew. I love Street Dentist. Have a great day. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>